Verdict. Episode 2. A Few Good Men. Reach out to Lubbock County Sheriff's Department. Set up a meeting with detectives Marklin and Manford, who took the original statement, and first responder, Officer... Rodriguez. Oh, and send Sam contact information for the groundskeeper at the high school so we can set up an interview there. Are we? Got it. Got it. Got it. We are here. Got it. But Duchesne was friends with them. I mean, I guess. It's not about friends. He, he was their captain. Remind me to have Sam set up interviews with as many members of the football team as we can track down. Specifically, Tyler Watts, who lived at the address where the party was happening. Also, remind me to book Sam's outbound flight to Lubbock Preston. I need his flight to land no later than noon so I can pick him up on my way through town. Did you resent him joining the team? No. I... Yep. Don't believe you. I, I didn't resent him joining. By the way, you don't join the football team, you get picked. You can't just choose to be a football player, like some kind of elective. They want you or they don't. Got it. Thanks. Set up interviews with the football coaching staff and Chris's swim coach. Note that his voice loses all surety when he talks about the team. And really, whenever he talks about Duchesne, he's like a lost child. The lost child thing not to be confused with dissociative displays that arise naturally from his emotional reaction to surroundings, or the situation as a whole. Furthermore, if we scrub to, what is it like, nine minutes in, where he's talking about, here it is. No, I didn't go, I mean, I wasn't supposed to be going. You weren't invited? No, nothing like that. Here comes the shift. I was helping my father get church ready for Sunday service. What does that mean, get ready? Sunday's a big deal in our town. Service is something of a show. Real popular, but it gets real crowded. Church packs close to a thousand people, and we try to get everyone a seat in the Bible, even though most of them bring their own. And your father, his name is Dan Hawthorne, is that correct? Pastor Dan. You can literally hear his back straighten up when he says it. Note, tangible hero worship in Chris for his father. When asked a direct question about him, he clams up, deflects or responds in as vague a way as possible. 
But if he gets the opportunity to make a speech about him, he'll talk until stopped. Look for other conversational triggers that invoke this in him. Note that this is not the case when he is talking about the mother. Sam? You recording this call? Always. Why? No, just so you don't need to write any of this down. So, your appointment with Hawthorne's dad is confirmed for 10.30 a.m. Great. The name of the church is Mountain View Church of the New Dawn. It's on the corner of West 28th and Oleander. I've got a number for the school, and I'll start working on appointments with key faculty members on my way to the airport. Perfect. Oh, and I'll add the school groundskeeper to the list since he was the first eyewitness we know of. I think he's on leave, but we should be able to track him down at home. I'll look into it. Oh, and I'm figuring you'll be with the pastor about an hour, so I got a flight into LPS at 11.55, and we can go from there. You are my favorite person in the world right now. How's it going on your end? Well, I just made coffee. I mean, I get it. I listen to the prelims, and it is... I know. I'm not making any assumptions at this stage. It's how you miss the pieces that don't fit your thesis, but yeah. Suffice it to say, something's irking me. I'm totally with you. Anyway, you're the best. Sleep well. Fly safe. I'll see you at the airport. We got a big week ahead of us. Oh my god, babe. I'm sorry. Did I wake you? No. No, it's okay. Is Maddie still down? Out cold. Nothing wakes that child. You coming to... Oh, no. That's coffee, isn't it? Yeah. I leave for the airport in two hours. When are you back? I don't have a return, but probably next Friday. Okay. Um, So can we... uh, Are you recording right now? Yes, sorry. Uh, Can can we not? I mean... Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. So we can just, you know... Yeah, I I apologize. Okay, so... Ten twenty-three here. A few minutes early for my meeting with Dan Hawthorne, father to the defendant. General observation of note. Sitting in the parking lot outside the church. This is not a stick-built shack from Little House on the Prairie. The church itself looks more like a government building. There's a billboard out front, pastor and his wife waving at a large crowd. She's caked in expensive jewelry, and that's... Is that him? Miss Kaplan. Yep, he's walking toward me. Hi there. Hey, uh, please, uh, come. Verdict will be right back after a word from our sponsors. And now we continue with Verdict. All set? Absolutely. Uh, you, uh, you need both? Not really. I use the phone as a failsafe in case of dropouts, inaudibility, or battery life. Has that ever happened? No. But uh, still the backup. 
I know. I seem like a crazy person. No, not at all. I just, if I could, if I could find a way to get people to put as much faith in the world surrounding their phones as they put in the phones themselves, we'd start seeing all the reasons to have faith again. <laughs> I'm sure that's probably true. I'm definitely far too attached to mine. We all are, Miss Kaplan. It's, uh, it's not just you, I assure you that. Quite a big place you've got here. I hear big things about Sunday service. Uh, you must join us. Come see for yourself. Thanks. I might do that. When Jeannie and I were first married, I was a newly ordained minister. The deacon of the parish placed us here, and we wondered what on earth we'd gotten ourselves into. You could, you could hardly have called it a church back then. Place looked more like an old cattle barn with three stools and a crucifix. I think Jeannie might have been the only living thing to hear my sermon on any Sunday that first year, but God bless her soul, she never missed a single one. We've, we've been very blessed in our journey. If I may. Of course. So I met with Chris last week. How, how was he? I think, given the circumstances, he was doing remarkably well. Frightened, of course, but holding it together nonetheless. That's good to hear. How are you? How's your family? Well, I appreciate you asking. Um, we're doing okay. This has been the greatest challenge I've faced in every facet of my faith. I can only imagine. But I have no doubt that it will make us all stronger. I'm afraid that's the best spin I can put on what is otherwise nothing more than a perpetual nightmare. I, I just I can't seem to wake up from it. I understand. I appreciate that. But you don't. So, uh, how can I help, Ms. Kaplan? Uh, excuse me, ma'am? Your coffee? Thank you. Adeline, say hello to Ms. Kaplan here. Nice to meet you, ma'am. Ms. Kaplan's here to help your brother out. Pleasure to meet you, Ms. Kaplan. You too, sweetie. You'll, uh, you'll have to excuse her. She misses her brother something terrible. I'm sure. She and Chris have a closer bond than any of my other children. Comes with being Irish twins, I guess. God bless Jeannie. I think those must have been the longest 19 months of her young life. <laughs> uh, anyways, I, I digress. Do all your children help out here? Absolutely. Uh, you met Adeline. Uh, Jason came through when he was about 15. My two youngest will do the same. I'm sorry, you said Jason? That's right. Uh, Christopher's older brother. And he's how old? He'd be 23 now. Does he still live in the area? No, he left home about six years ago. Pulled away from the church and I just, I couldn't get him back. <laughs> so you're estranged? For now, I, I pray for him every day. All I can do is hope he finds his way home. I'm sorry, that sounds painful. Yes, ma'am, it is. Can you tell me about Chris's relationship with Duchesne? Oh, thick as thieves since they were knee-high to a grasshopper. What age was that? Well, I guess they'd have been three or four. They were competitive from the get-go with uh, everything when they were younger, but uh, 
Well, by the time they were about 12, there was no competition anymore. What do you mean by that? You know, Chris is a great kid. He's super smart and he's a good sportsman, don't get me wrong, but he's good at school sports. Duchesne was going pro, everybody knew it. Gift was undeniable. And they met in school? Or preschool? The boys. I was under the impression they'd met in second grade. Uh, no, no, they, they didn't start school together till later, but they knew each other before that. I think Jeannie was organizing a fundraiser, and uh, Rochelle came Duchesne's to us. Duchesne's mom? Yeah, she wanted us to run the event in connection with the dealership. She was a smart businesswoman. Brains of the outfit, no doubt. They only had but one shop back then, off out of uh, 385, I believe, in the back end of nowhere. Guess we've all come up in the world since then. You're aware she uh, passed a few years back to ovarian cancer? I was not. Tragedy. Couldn't have happened to a better woman. Chris mentioned there was some history between the two families. Hmm. History? Well, maybe just that things were a little... Excuse me, sir. Complicated. Uh, hey there. Could you not bring that through here? It needs to go around the back to the warehouse. That's right. Just drive around the building and you'll see the guys at the loading dock. Y you can mention my name. They'll hook you right up, all right? Thanks, buddy. God bless you. I'm sorry, you'll have to forgive me, Ms. Kaplan. We, we just have a way of doing things around here. Anyway, where, where were we? Uh, oh, Duchesne. Uh, good kid, uh, great athlete, nothing but a, a crying shame, and well, that's just, that's all there is to it. Wow. Dan, that was a pretty masterful bait and switch. It was hard not to respect the level of perfection. He just slipped away. Got out from under the question and came back like a sunrise on a new day. <laughs> what a legend. Okay, well, let's, let's keep going. Let's talk about Shannon. Chris's girlfriend? What about her? How do you feel about her? I mean, look, I get it. I think at that age we all make some uh, uh, odd choices and... Uh... You think her an odd choice? <laughs> look, she was always nice enough. I mean... Jeannie and I just figured it would maybe last them through school and then Chris would go off to college and, and, and that would be that. You never thought, given their age and how long they've been together, that they might get married? Oh, absolutely not. Uh, no. How come? It was just never going to be Chris. And, and, and look, she'll make a good wife to the right guy someday, I'm sure, but... Chris had too much left to achieve before he was going to think about settling down. Oh, this guy should have been a politician. So it had nothing to do with her background? I'm not sure I follow. Oh, come on! If I can speak freely. Please. You're raising a good family. Your children are all on a path to live happy, successful lives. And someone like Shannon Aubrey, with the issues and challenges her family have faced, as a parent... I'd completely understand having concerns about the impact that might have on your child's future. Nice. You like that? So are you asking what I thought of Shannon dating my son or what I thought about my son dating John Aubrey's daughter? Wow, he's good. Maybe both. You think that was slippery? Check out the response. Look, I make no judgments. 
All right, not my place. John's had a rough ride and his struggles are between him and God, or, or the devil, depending on the path he chooses. We are praying for him no matter what, praying hard, grateful he's on a, a better path for now. It's just, well, I hope he can stay the course because he, he sure is sugar out of second chances. Poor guy. Oof. So when you say you'll- All right, we gotta go. Well, I want to hear the rest. I'll tell you what happens. I need you to navigate. We're going to a place that does not exist on a map, and there's a big storm coming, so if you can just get out before it hits, that'd be awesome. Give me your phone. I'll, I'll find it. Verdict will return in a moment. And now, back to Verdict. Just arrived here at Shannon Aubrey's father's trailer, and, uh... What is he doing? I think he's painting? Outside in the rain? Nobody's painting over something. I think it's graffiti? What's it say? A-K-E-R. But it looks like the second half of a word. A-K-E-R. Acre? Tweaker! It's Tweaker. Gotta be. Why does he keep looking at us? He's scared. He doesn't want us to see it. He didn't know we were coming, did he? No, but I think he thinks we're someone else. Probably CPS. I'm gonna go let him off the hook. Make sure we're recording. Mr. Aubrey! Did I miss a call? I don't have any missed calls. Sir, no. My name is Abigail Kaplan. I work for the State Department. I've been clean this whole time. I swear to God, it's just these kids messing with me at all. Sir, I'm not here for you. I'm looking for your daughter, Shannon. Is she here? She's in school. Every day, like she's supposed to be. I, I understand. Do you have a moment to talk? You're from Child Services? No, sir, I am not. Can we maybe step out of the rain for a moment? You gotta pull it hard and fast. Got it. There she goes. Mr. Aubrey. Y'all can call me John, that's fine. Good to meet you, John. Sorry I was a little flustered. I, I thought you was from CPS. These godforsaken locals won't leave us alone. It's okay. We understand. You're doing just fine. Thank you, ma'am. Like I said, my name's Abigail Kaplan, but you can call me Abby if you like. This is my assistant, Sam. Sam Kinney. Sam. Pleasure to meet y'all. So look, we don't want to take up much more of your time. We were obviously looking to catch up with your daughter, Shannon, but since we're here and if it's not a bad time... If you ain't here for me, I'm guessing you gotta be here for Duchesne. You're a smart man, John. Would you mind if we asked you a few questions about that? I need a lawyer? Absolutely not. We just want to talk. That's all. Okay. Let me clear a spot for you both, and y'all can take a seat. I'm going to set up a recording device on the table. Is that okay? What's it for? It gives us an accurate record of what's said. Well, why you need it? It just means you can talk and I can listen, because I'm not scrambling to write everything down. That's all. I guess that'll be fine. Great. 
John, just try to relax, okay? None of what we're here for has anything to do with you. Okay. Can you tell me about Shannon? Is she in trouble? John, hear me on this. Yes, ma'am. No one is in any trouble. I'm just trying to put the pieces of this case together, and I can't just rely solely on the statement from the defendant. Okay. Okay. So, can you tell me about your daughter? Whatever comes to mind. (laughs) She's the best. Ain't nobody, nothing like her. She's my whole world. And she's going to be a star. You just watch. I don't know what she's going to do just yet, but I know whatever it is, she's going to get on up out of this place and never look back. You watch. She's not nothing like her mother and me. She's going to be a star. She sounds very special. The best. Did you know Chris well? (sighs) Always thought he was better than us. What makes you say that? Money, plain and simple. Always is. People who got it don't like people who ain't, and we ain't. And they do. Oh, yes, sirree. You would never believe the kind of money running through that church. Dan Hawthorne got this whole county on lock, make no mistake. Chris might not have thought a whole hell of a lot about me and mine, and maybe I never gave him good enough reason to feel different, and I'll give him that. But truth be told, I never thought he was good enough for her. And I don't mean because of what he'd done, Lord have mercy. I mean, even before that, ever since I met him, I never thought he was good enough. Y'all forgive me now. That's, that's just the truth of it. Now, Duchesne, on the other hand, hell, I would have given him my blessing the very first time I met him. Can you remember what made you feel that way? Charming, respectful, polite, never put on airs. And he had money, come from money, just like Chris. Daddy worked his ass off for it. Guess that's the difference. But he just took people as they came. And he and Shannon were close. They got real friendly this past year. She saw him four times every week like clockwork, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, without fail. Did he come here? Never. Shannon always said she was meeting him at the library, and I mean, I don't know, but I doubt that's what they was doing. I didn't question it, though. I was happy for her finally seemed like she might have found a guy who knew to treat her how she deserved. But she don't need none of them. She's going to be fine on her own. I promise you that. She's going to be a star. So, three to five, three times a week, always at the library. There's got to be a sign-in record, right? I wouldn't even waste the time. There's no way that's where they were. I don't like assumptions, Sam. Okay. Well, let's go with he was tutoring her then. Or we could just go find out. After we talk to the detectives.
What can we do for you, Abby? You tell me, detectives, because right now, I have no idea. I'm trying to get to the bottom of a case so thin, I just want to know what happened here, guys. I'm sorry, is anyone actually awake in this room? Everything we know is in that file. And that's where it ends. There's coffee. You, you want some coffee? I think there's a fresh pot just made. No, I'm good. Thanks. I'm just... <laughs> I'm struggling with, with how... Abby. He showed up here covered in the kid's blood. We got three sets of footprints at the crime site. One of them belongs to the victim. One of them belongs to the perpetrator. And what about the third? Unrelated. Circumstantial. Gotta be kidding. Abby, he signed a full confession. What else do you want? Some actual police work. Evidence of some sort of investigation. Whoa! Steady on now. I... Okay. I don't just want Scout's honor. I want to know how this happened and why. And not in some vague, he showed up at a party with my girlfriend horse shit. We get it. We want all that too. Absolutely we do. But you don't always get it. You know the drill, Abby. You can't talk to them without parents present. Even when you can, it's 30 minutes max. Hell, it's not an interrogation. No, sir. Kid so much breaks the sweat, and you're lucky if you don't blow the entire case. Lucky if you keep your job. Lucky if you keep your job is right, Detective. We got a confession. Does it tie up every loose end? Nope. Am I going to wonder, just like you? Of course I am. No doubt in my mind. But you didn't see what we saw. Be thankful for that. But you can trust me on this. We got our guy. I think Martinez brought donut. You know what? I think we could all use one of those. Bring some napkins too, would you, detective? That was terrifying. I know, right? Absolute stonewall. And there's no use going up against it once they start. It's like quicksand. It's probably the one brilliant piece of detective work you'll ever see them pull off. What about the officer who arrived first on the scene? Rodriguez? Uh, yeah, I thought you were meeting with him too. That's the creepiest part of the whole thing. He was right there in the room the whole time, back against the wall. Didn't say a word. Well, we gotta talk to him. Based on that experience, he's not gonna be easy to pin down. But yeah, we have to find a way. I'll figure it out. Alright, talk to you later. Good night. On the next episode of Verdict. We're looking for Shannon. Is she here? I didn't lose to Shane. I know exactly where he is. He's dead and he shouldn't be. He has a right to justice. That's exactly why I'm here. You know, I've been told not to talk to you. You were first on the scene. I just want to hear your side. So you ask me whatever, I'll tell you anything you want, and then you go ahead and get her done. I haven't given an official statement since the day of like they don't want to know. What I'm saying is, there's a piece missing.
Verdict is a Cavalry Audio original production, presented in partnership with iHeartMedia. Produced by Brandon Morgan and Casey Wayland. Written by Sam Scott. Directed by Casey Wayland. Executive produced by Dana Brunetti and Keegan Rosenberger. Casting by Eisenberg Beans Casting. Recorded at Unison Music in Los Angeles. Starring Steph Tolev as Abigail Kaplan. Samuel Parker as Chris Hawthorne. Brandon Bro as Sam Kinney. Artie Baxter as Detective Manford. Lester Purry as Detective Markland. Spencer Garrett as Dan Hawthorne. Kaylee Stallings as Addie Hawthorne. Clay Wilcox as John Aubrey. Casey Wayland as Sean Kaplan. Michael Swan as narrator. Editing and sound design by Michael Dean Wilkins. Mastering by Victoria Cheng. Post-production supervisor, Victoria Cheng. Script supervisors, Joey Jordan and Michael Dean Wilkins. Thank you for listening to this Theater for the Mind.